We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. What is happening? Hey, man. Picked up a bunch of beer from Cooper this weekend. Gonna crack oh, hell it yeah. Right now. Big Cooperage guy. Big Cooperage guy. Drinking Kurt. It is a single hop pale ale, and it is delicious. Oh, nice. It's a little warm. It's a good way to beat the heat is go with the, uh, the pale oh, ale, because it's not always, always IPA weather, even though... An IPA yeah, is always no, I think a, I think a just basic pale ale is very underrated in the in the IPA kind of culture. Yeah. It's like there's this need to drink just the heaviest, hoppiest thing at, at all times. And don't get me wrong, I like a heavy, hoppy IPA every now and then. But when it's hot out and you're trying to beat the heat, um I I really, really love just a Pale ale, just a really solid pale. Uh, West Coast IPAs are good for the summer too. Yeah, I was at a, I was at Russian Russian River too, and had a, a apical dominance, which was mm. a very light, refreshing, but super flavorful IPA. Russian River kills it, but Cooperage does too. I'm drinking Kurt, and it's like. I mean, I love this beer because it tastes good, but it's also got my buddy's face on the label. And they his Normal. name's Charlie. He's a uh, he's an investor and a bartender there. And they basically made him into like sort of a Simpsons character, but they called him Kurt because there was a review written about Cooperage. Um, I think it was in the San Francisco Chronicle, but it was also in uh, on Yelp. And on the label, they put this Yelp review. And they said, hipster warehouse and high decibel rock music between the Kurt bartender and the brews. I tried, but I left underwhelmed. And uh, and then it's a picture above with Kurt uh, making a hand signal that's that's covered by by the label of the beer. But it's just uh, it's just a great place. Highly recommend going up to Cooperage if you're in Santa Rosa. 
lots of good beer in Santa Rosa, but Cooper's especially. Hey, free good ads. Beer. Free ads. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, hmm. We were, we were, we'll get to the 49ers here in a little bit. The 49ers made a bunch of roster moves today. This is Candlestick Chronicles, 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're live on Locker Room. If you have any questions for us, 49ers or otherwise, hit us up in the chat. We're uh we're just kind of hanging out today. Uh, I was watching Nets Celtics earlier, and I didn't put a wager down prior to the game because the line was uh, Brooklyn minus twelve and a half in a closeout game in Brooklyn, and that just felt like a really high number. Mm-hmm. And big numbers like that in hoops always scare me because it could be twenty with three minutes left. And then the teams empty their benches and the losing team's bench is playing for more pride than the winning team's bench. And they cut it to, you know, 12 with a, with a three pointer at the end or something silly like that. Right. That happens Um, a lot. Yeah. So I was watching the game, just seeing if I could get a feel and it started to feel like the Celtics were going to pull away a little bit. So I checked the live line and the live line was uh, 14. And I was like, okay, I like that. You know, I like that number fine, given how I think the way this game is going to go. And then I tried to bet it and it changed to 12 and a half. Like, great. That's even better. The odds didn't change. So I took the 12 and a half and I've been sweating that out. But uh, Brooklyn's now up 17 with 220 left. Although uh, some net that I don't recognize just gave the ball away. And now it's a 15 point (laughs) game. Anyways, I'm going to be sweating this out. For the next two minutes, because I've got uh, Brooklyn minus twelve and a half. What's that? Um, yeah, but I've I've I went through a very brief spell uh, betting on basketball and came to the conclusion mm. that it was it was not meant for me because I had a bunch of just really bad beats in situations exactly like you're talking about. Um, I had I had one in. Uh, it's down to thirteen, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I had one. Jason Tatum still in the game, still trying. Good for him. I had, I had the first time I ever bet on basketball was in Reno for the Super Bowl. We go my my family does a big Super Bowl trip in, in Reno every year, and I did a seven team parlay, uh, with 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 point spreads, not money lines, with point spreads, and I had a couple really epic comebacks to to cover games. I was six for six, and the Seventy Sixers were on a back to back West Coast swing. They beat the Warriors. I believe this is twenty eighteen. And they beat the Warriors. And then the next night played the Kings. And I was like, oh, well, they're going to handle the Kings just fine. And the Kings won outright to blow my parlay. Um, And I had had a lot of beer. And I was really, really upset about it. And I went on this rampage on Twitter against the 76ers. Of course you did. And just how awful they are and how they're (laughs) trash and the process sucks and their failure of an organization, all this stuff. It was uh, cost you like 25 bucks or what? No, no, not even that. <laughs> not even that. But it was it was like it was it was a five dollar bet, but it was to win like two fifty. Oh, OK, gotcha. Um, so and I mean, at that time, I could I would have loved to have two hundred and fifty dollars to sure. hang out sure. in Reno with. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, had to do some tweet deleting the next morning. That was yeah. also the night I bought a Nick Young Warriors jersey, which still sits in my closet. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one? Which the one town. Okay, the first one. 
Yeah, yeah, the with, the, with the tree logo, yeah, and the okay. town across the top. Yeah, very, Pretty very cool. dope. I have the Andre Godala one in that as well. Um, John and uh, David in the chat, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't. It, did you did you get up to anything this weekend? We got the Niners I have OTAs, but I, you worked all weekend. Oh yeah, you yeah. were on the radio, weren't you? Yeah, I had a show on Sunday and, and Friday. I had a show Friday right on 1320 in Sacramento. That was really cool. I got to fill in for Damian Barling and, and Kenny Caraway. No big deal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to do that Friday. Saturday, um, hung out, didn't do a lot. And then Sunday had a show. And then I worked Monday because working holidays, you get that comp day, which you can use on a day that's not a holiday, mm. which is a really good strategy. Sure. Yeah, sure. but I'm supposed to go to Vegas in July, so I might use a comp day to to head out a little early for that. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, just a free day off that I get. I've to heard. Uh, I've heard. I've heard Blue Wire is doing some things in Vegas. Yeah, that's a great point. I I believe we'll be doing shows from there in the not so distant future. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Blue Wire is currently constructing or it's being constructed a um, podcast studio that we can record at in the wind it's basically in the lobby of the wind so there's the it's it looks like a state-of-the-art setup there's probably going to be video involved um so it's going to be an opportunity for for us to get out there and, and do some pods and meet some people and uh enjoy enjoy some of the fruits of vegas um yeah. what did you do this weekend i know you golfed I did play golf. How'd you um, play? I went up to Santa Rosa, like I said. Some some buddies of mine, um, we all rented a, a house up in Windsor. Um, another friend of mine had a pool party during uh, during the Champions League game, so they had like an outdoor TV set up right next to the pool, um, and very much enjoyed that as a uh, as a Chelsea supporter. It was it was just a whole lot of fun to to see how that went. Um, and then, yeah, played golf on Sunday, was terrible on the front and ended up shooting an 85, which I was okay with. Um, Hey, I'm not asking you about golf anymore. Okay. Why? Well, it was terrible on the front, shot an 85. Like, I was bad. I doubled my first two holes. You shot an 85. <laughs> it was like, what do you I, no, 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 I no, was, no. <laughs> I was nine over on the front and four over on the back, I think. Something like that. But I was I, I started to click at the turn. Good. I'm happy for you, man. Thanks. Still aiming That's to break hunger over here. You will. You'll get there. I've been yeah, playing for, for a decade. No, much. I know. And I started I when I go to I'm going to the range more often now and I'm I'm taking more video and I'm learning a lot just uh just by watching myself rather than trying to have my friends watch me and, and fix yeah. my swings. So yeah. anyways, let's talk about the 49ers. Now OTA that we tomorrow. Or OTAs yeah, on, on more Wednesday. More open OTAs. Yeah, we're going to have... Uh, we'll be uh, at practice. Um, hopefully, it'll be more eventful than last week. There wasn't really a whole lot to take away from last week other than, like we talked about, just the buy-in, everybody being there, which was kind of surprising. Um, but I imagine it'll be similar tomorrow. I'm curious to see what, you know, what the quarterback reps shake out to be um in full team drills given there were only like 10 full team drills in total uh last week when we watched so maybe they double that maybe we'll get to see more of a sample size with Trey Lance running actual football plays uh with 11 defenders on the field 
but you know, I, re- I really don't know what to expect. So it'll be, um, we'll, we'll talk about it later in the week. We have a guest idea, um, that we're not going to spoil, but hopefully it's going to be somebody else who is at the practice with us. So we'll be able to talk to that person about it potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there, what are you looking, what are you look looking for, um, tomorrow when, when you get a, when you get your front and center view at a at Santa Clara from the sidelines, can't wait to be there. Fingers <laughs> crossed they're not on the far field again. I hate that. No, I think I, I I for real. I think that the biggest thing with OTAs because they are taking them light is just like no news is good news. If it's just a non notable practice. Outside of, oh, Trey Lance got first team reps. That would be really notable, obviously. But I don't think we're going to see that. No. I'm I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of the same. And as, as long as there's nothing, you know, super notable, like, uh, hey, this player didn't, didn't show up or wasn't available or this player left early. Like, that's the kind of stuff you don't want to see. Uh, if they can simply get through the OTAs without anything super fascinating happening. I think that's probably a, a positive step. Yeah. It, and the, the, the context with OTAs is that we only get one practice a week and they're having three right. or four, right? So what we see one day might not be the case for another day and, and access to coaches is, is pretty limited right now. So we're going to get pretty limited answers. So I, I would just, you know, caution everybody into reading into everything that, get said or written about OTAs because, you know, it's it's a relatively small sample that we get to watch and we don't really know what's happening on the practice field behind the scenes. Um, but, you know, like if it'll be notable if Jimmy Garoppolo has a bad practice, right? And I'm not really expecting that because OTAs are not particularly hard for quarterbacks and they're not right. asked to do a whole lot. Um, and, you know, Nick Bosa is not going to be out there. D Ford's not going to be out there. It's not going to be overly physical, especially in the trenches. So, um, but if it's, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance throws a bunch of interceptions, then that's going to be an issue. Um, I I am curious if I know our guy Brian in the chat just mentioned the receivers. I am curious if anything that happens during the offseason program influences their Julio Jones decision. Right. Like if they are like in the midst of evaluating their receivers, trying to figure out how things are going to shake out come training camp. And if anything they see on the practice field is going to sway them either way. Right. Like is, you know, for example, like maybe Juwan Jennings looks awesome. Right. And I'm not saying he does or he will, but maybe that's maybe they get somebody um, from the back end of the depth chart that plays really well and is like, huh, you know, maybe we should see what this guy's got. Um, before we make a trade like this, or, you know, maybe there's a group of those guys. Um, and you know, that it might be unlikely and it, and it could also be that the other receivers just aren't impressive at all. And then that sort of, you know, kicks Kyle Shanahan in the behind a little bit to say like, Hey, I can't believe I just said behind on a, on a podcast kicks Kyle Shanahan in the ass ass on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll say ass. Like the idea kicks Kyle Shanahan in the ass and he decides, all right, the back end of my receiving core isn't any good. Let's go give up a second and a third or a second and a fourth for, for Julio and just make this thing happen. Right. And so we, we talked about all the reasons for getting Julio Jones on the last pod we did and even going back to last week on our locker room. But um, I am curious to see how that shakes out. And, like, you know, how healthy is Debo Samuel? 
right? Is he in shape? Um, we, we haven't really gotten to see, and we haven't, you know, we've only gotten to talk to Kyle Shanahan once. And so much of it is, you know, so much of that access is about the quarterback situation. We don't get to dive into the minutia like we would in training camp when Shanahan talks more frequently. Yeah. And I can't imagine there's a lot to say about the receivers in OTAs. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I just, I'm, I'm just curious if like, if anything's happening, behind the scenes that is going to change that Julio Jones decision or not. And maybe right. it isn't, but I'm, I'm fascinated to see how that shakes out because I do think the 49ers have a real chance if they, if they want to go down that road, particularly to keep them away from the Seahawks. Cause it sounds like the Rams are going to be out. Yeah. And uh, John Clayton, who's who does a radio show in Seattle and is pretty plugged in was on 95, seven, the game in San Francisco and said, he doesn't think the Seahawks are actually involved. Oh, uh, in the in the Julio Jones stuff, at least not at not at the price of a first round pick. We'll see if we'll see if it's a later round pick if that if that changes. But he he seemed pretty confident that uh, reports that they deal a first rounder are, are are out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, just some housekeeping in, in, in sticking with the wide receiver theme. Uh, here's a hilarious joke. The 49ers signed Jones. Uh A a receiver named Jones. Yeah. Hey, it's not Julio though. Is it? No, that's the joke. Super (laughs) hilarious and original. I think I I have a 49ers tab on, on tweet deck. Uh-huh. Where I have just any anybody who tweets regularly about the or reports regularly on the 49ers uh is is there. And I bet I saw that tweet 46 times. Just like yeah. oh 49ers signed Jones or wide receiver Jones. No, not that one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, his name's Andy Jones. Uh, I believe he has eleven receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown in his career. Um He's he hasn't played time, in a, hasn't, yeah, hasn't appeared in a game since 2018. It's really yeah, the thing d- that kind of stuck out to me. Detroit, Houston are the two teams that he has spent his brief NFL career with. I don't think that moves takes them out of the Julio Jones sweepstakes. It's just <laughs> look. <laughs> I followed the NFL really close. And I'm I'm guessing you're in the same boat here. I don't want to speak for you, but I'm I'm guessing you're in the same boat. We follow the NFL really close. When there's a player that I've just out and out just never even heard their name before, that's difficult to do. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So when it said Andy Jones, I was like, oh, is this a like undrafted free agent? Like, what? Who is this guy? And I saw he's had a career. It's like, whoa. That's yeah. I, I'm looking at his pro football reference page and you can scroll down and check out the transactions. He's been cut, signed and waived like 30 different times. Hmm. Um, Kind of sort of sort of like uh, Josh Johnson, who was released today. And we can more housekeeping that, that, I guess. But um, like, you know how Josh Johnson, like in 2014 and um, back when uh, earlier in Jim Harbaugh's tenure, when he was like up and down from the roster all the time. That's sort yeah, of what what's a... up with with Andy Jones. He's like gone from the practice squad to cut to wait to sign to um, wave to cut to practice squad like. I, I don't even want to count the transactions on PFR, and they don't even have all of them. Um, it's, the way, so, it's it's how teams used to keep a guy on the roster without adding him full time. They would add him to the roster on game day, and then there would be like another player that they would cut and then add to the practice squad and then cut the player from the roster. They'd clear waivers, and then they'd add him back to the practice squad. It was a weird, it was a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. So point being, um, I think Andy Jones is most likely to be a camp body. Yeah, that's what it seems like. More housekeeping, you mentioned Josh Johnson has been let go. We speculated that would probably be the case. Uh, five quarterbacks is untenable. And four quarterbacks is honestly a lot. San Francisco Un- probably winds up keeping three. Go ahead. Untenable is a uh, a dramatic word. Thanks. And <laughs> Johnson, do you think there was beef in the quarterback room because there were five, or do you think it's just a matter of reps? Just a matter of reps. Okay. It just Josh Johnson, like incredible career that he hung around as long as he did, but he's thirty seven. You don't want to recklessly speculate about drama in the quarterback room and whether or not Kyle Shanahan's handling everything okay? Uh, Spoiling later in this week's pod, but that's fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, Johnson. Johnson was the guy. I think if if you were were putting odds on it, he was he was the odds on favorite to be the guy to to go early, yeah, uh, before camp. So not a huge surprise there. In fact, I'm I'm honestly surprised he lasted as long as he did on the roster. Daniel was also waived. Yeah, uh, trade tight end. Yeah, real quick. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo were the only two quarterbacks to get reps during full team drills, albeit the 10 of them that they had last week um, in the one session open to reporters. But that just sort of shines a light on the lack of reps that are available. And I'm guessing during training camp, really only three quarterbacks are going to get reps. Right. Um, Right. So that's how it's going to work. I was just Uh, kidding when I talked when I was recklessly speculating about (laughs) drama, by the way. I know. Okay. <laughs> Daniel Helm, the tight end, also gone. And in that vein, uh, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network, I believe it was, reported that Delaney Walker, former 49ers tight end, who made the Pro Bowl three times for the Tennessee Titans, is going to work out for San Francisco uh, tomorrow. Walker did not play last season. He, I believe, broke his ankle the previous year. Uh, I've got to get his injury stuff exactly straight, but uh, he was a player that, I mean, if if you're a 49er fan, you're you're probably pretty familiar with Delaney Walker. Yeah, he played one game in 2018, only played seven games in 2019, didn't play at all last year. Um, but he had a few really good years for the Titans. Uh, Super after durable for a long time before those two years. Yeah, yeah. 
um, played in 14 or more games every year except his rookie year. So from 07 to 2017, an 11-year stretch where he played 14-plus yeah. games every year is is pretty remarkable. And like I said, he was he was excellent for the Titans, really their top guy there uh, for a while as a, as a pass catcher. So uh, I think Jordan Reed's name kind of comes to mind when you figure, all right, let's say they sign Walker. How does he fit? Um, exactly I, I like that. Jordan Reed does. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. older. He's 35, 36 now? He'll be yeah, 30... 37 in August. Jeez. Yeah, he'll turn 37 in August. So it's certainly not a sure thing that they sign him or he would make the team even if they did sign him. Right. Um, yeah, I think your, Jor- your Jordan Reed point is correct in that the Niners were taking a flyer on Reed and hoping he could provide something. And when he was healthy, he could, but he was really limited by injuries, which isn't a surprise. And like Jordan Reed, uh, Delaney Walker did not play last season. So Jordan Reed going into last year, didn't play the year before because of concussion issues. Um, Delaney Walker opted out because of, because of COVID stuff. And um, so, you know, you look at 24, 2014 through 2017, 890 yards, um, nearly 1,100 yards in 2015, 800 yards in 2016, and 807 yards in 2017. Um, 36 career touchdowns. I mean, just a hell of a career, really, for a guy that, you know, when the 49ers drafted him in the sixth round in 2006. Wow, I can't believe it's been that long. I know. The expectations weren't exactly high, but he, he for there was a stretch there. Like you said, he was one of the best tight ends in the league. Super athletic, good blocker. Um, would definitely make sense, but again, 37 years old, probably just a flyer at this point. Yeah, so just real quick, in 2018, first game of the year, he suffered a dislocated ankle that uh, also fractured his ankle, and then he dealt with an ankle injury all the following year, which is why he was limited to only seven games. Yeah, he's honestly, I, I just, aside from what the 49ers, like, Walker's career has just been, like, really remarkable like two separate careers he played for the 49ers for seven years and caught 123 balls for 1400 yards and eight touchdowns but was mostly you know kind of a a move tight end a really good blocker uh who it was very clear there was a larger role for him out there which is why he exited in free agency and signed a signed a nice contract with the titans in 2013 and there he really like blossomed into this pass catching three time Pro Bowl tight end who got a hundred plus targets in four consecutive years. It's a like really incredible like usually you would think that would go the other way where he's this really productive receiver before he turns thirty, and then after he turns thirty, he's kind of more limited as to a to a blocker and 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 not as much as a pass catcher. But he kind of reversed it. And I just I've. I've always thought that he's just a fascinating, fascinating player. And um, now the 49ers are working him out. There's a really fascinating conversation to have. Um, oh, okay. About whether or not the 49ers made the right decision in deciding to stick with Vernon Davis after oh, 2012 man, and letting Delaney Walker leave in free agency. Because 2013 through 2017... Delaney Walker had 356 catches for 4,156 yards and 26 touchdowns Mm -hmm. over the same stretch. 
uh, let's see, 2013 through 2017. Yeah. Vernon Davis was traded twice. Oof. 203 catches, uh, 2,721 yards, 20 touchdowns. So at yeah. the time, it would have been complete, it, maybe not completely insane, but at the time, you could have, there, there was a case to be made like, hey, maybe you let Vernon Davis go cash out in free agency and maybe you keep Delaney Walker. And the, in, I mean, in hindsight, I think that's, that's what the numbers say, right? That's, that's the data we have. Obviously, Vernon was a better player leading up to that point, but Vernon hit. Vernon hit a pretty steep decline there. Like 2014, yeah. 26 catches, 245 yards. 2015, yeah, is, 38 well, catches, 400 yeah, yards. Like The fascinating thing is that 2013 was one of his best seasons. Yeah. He had 52 catches, 850 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Like, he just looked dominant. And at that point, it's like, all right, yeah, Delaney Walker might go have a, you know, a nice role somewhere, but but Vernon Davis is still one of the best tight ends in the league. And then, like you just laid out, he just <laughs> fell off a cliff. Yeah, it's crazy. And there are injuries and a lot of weird stuff happening with the Niners organization. But um, and put it this way, I I I heard this from a very high ranking Forty ers official, um, just sort of talking off the cuff, uh, off the record, I should say. At, at mm-hmm. one point, this was a few years ago now, so I don't I don't feel bad talking about it. Um, but they brought this up saying like, man, you know what? Like we probably should have let Vernon go and kept Delaney instead. And well, I thought about, it, I was like, that's insane. And then I went and looked at the numbers. I was like, no, oh, that's, that's a pretty good point. No, like, I don't think, I don't think that's wrong at all. Like it's, it's in fact, it's very obviously the right, the it's right. It's a hindsight is 2020 thing. Right, but at the time, it, it, I, I, I remember tweeting about this as a 22 year old when he signed elsewhere I tweeted a photo of him dropping a pass and was like, thanks for the memories Delaney or something like that, <laughs> because that's what his, he was hands weren't great. He's a really good blocker, but it was like, yeah, he's probably not going to be a super reliable pass catcher and not worth the kind of money he's going to go get on the open market. Yeah. Like I very vividly remember believing that. And again, hindsight's 2020, they should have kept, kept him because he was clearly uh, had a had a better career ahead of him from that point than than Vernon did, but at the time it was a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it. Yeah, it was a no brainer in the sense of like, all right, Vernon's a good player. He's pretty much a star. Delaney's good. He's going to get overpaid. Yeah, and and there was you know the whole playoff situation after the 2011 season and what that play against New Orleans meant and all that stuff. Kind of a big moment. Yeah, letting letting Vernon walk at that point. And like I said, he still in 2013 was was awesome. So um yeah. Yeah, yeah it just It's just fascinated how it worked out, I guess is is the point. Um can I, I ask I, you why you said I was turning forty eight on the internet today? <laughs> there were legitimately people who hey happy birthday by the way if i was turning 38 or 48 I didn't, yeah thank i didn't you. say that to you in person my my only acknowledgement of your birthday was my internet joke yeah so uh no i think it's a i think it's a very funny bit okay to call someone older than they are sure because every, you everybody are, hates it <laughs> you are actually 34 yeah 34 Right. So you're actually 34. You're not old. But 
calling you. I feel, I feel 15, pretty old. 15 years. Nah. Uh, calling you, I mean, in sports terms, you're old. But. Wash. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's great. I think the problem with with what I did was, and maybe this is an indictment on, on you. Uh, <laughs> the problem, the problem Here's why was, my joke is your fault. Yeah. The, the problem was 48 is not far enough removed from your real age. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like 48, it could be like, Oh, I, mean, I thought Chris is in his mid thirties. He looks great for 48. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I should have said 65. Yeah. Like, now it's very would've... clear. Like, yeah. Oh, ha ha ha. But uh, he's, he's an old soul. I get right, it. Right. But the problem is, is you look like you're in your mid thirties and I say 48 and it's like oh, that, that bad, huh? It's like, Oh dang, Chris looks great for 40. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I digging myself a further hole? I'm going to delete the tweet now. <laughs> to, say you, to say you look mid-30s is kind of a dig, which is, I mean, it's That's fine. Not. I, <laughs> no, you just look your age, coach. All right, fair, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'll take great for 48. That's that's fine. And it's next year, a, I'll make sure to vastly inflate the age. No, it's it's all good. I'll make it like it's, 50. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was... um. Yeah, it was just like I woke up today thinking I was going to go to the DMV because one of the really nice things about the DMV is they decide that your legitimacy as a human that counts based on an ID card expires on your birthday. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which I, I didn't even realize until Friday. I went to buy alcohol and showed somebody my ID and they're like, oh, you better, you know, your your ID expires next week. And I was like, oh, man, I had, I had literally no idea because you know, during the pandemic, details like that um, get away from you. Fortunately, I was able to to uh, get my ID renewed um, online without mm. having to uh, to go to spend my birthday morning at the DMV. Sure. But um, yeah, that was uh, it's been a good day. It's it's a lot of people are reaching out. It's nice to hear from people. All right, so you're having a beer. Did you have cake at all? Have you done any other sort of celebrating, or do, are you a person who? It's like you went and hung out with your buddies this weekend. That was a celebration, and now your yeah, that was just the the page turning. That was more or less a celebration. Anytime, like my sure. birthday, I'm really lucky in that my birthday generally falls around Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I always try to do is just try to do something fun with my friends, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be birthday stuff. But like, you turn it you know, into like, Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, I, I do I'm not. Sorry, do that. that was a bad joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I just I just try to hang out with people and that's what I did. And uh, you know, we you and I and and our buddy Nick, our favorite cast member, we got a trip to Tahoe coming up. Mm. So that'll be fun too. That won't you know, I'm not like a like I like hearing from people and it's always nice to like when strangers will be like, Oh, happy birthday. Like, I don't know, that's a nice thing. But um but I'm more like I just want to do some fun with my friends that we would normally do. Like I don't need everybody to be like, All right, get me a cake, get me all that. That said Right. Um, Tracy Sandler did, did get some cupcakes delivered to my house today. What a gem. Um, so shout out to Tracy. One, what one a of terrific the best human. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I'm going to dig in on some of those when, uh, when this is all, when this is all over, but Love anything, anything, uh, 49ers related we want to get to before we, before we hop out of here. I have, I, I legitimately, 
I, I, I have podcast topics in mind that we can get to kind of through this portion of the off season. Yeah. Like after nothing after that I want to get practice. into right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch him practice tomorrow and then diet, take a deeper dive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, 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 I think too, uh, if we have our special guest on, we'll make sure to, to kind of grill that person too about what, what they saw out at yeah. OTAs. But, um, until then, I've got. I I literally have nothing else. I'm going to sit here and ramble about um, baseball parlays. Oh, are you? Yeah, no, nah, not a good one today. <laughs> okay. Tough scene for your boy. Um, yeah. last I looked, I was zero four. <laughs> oh, on the parlays. Yeah, I went well, a little on, four, on four bets, four way, and I'm losing all of them. Check that. Only losing three out of the four because the fourth one has not started yet. Yeah. Well, you know why oh, the uh, the casinos keep expanding and uh, like Vegas builds more and more of them, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not because people like us are are winning and taking a bunch of money. No, for sure. Um, I'm also just kind of a <laughs> idiot. So, <laughs> um, well, I think that's I got my nets minus twelve and a half though. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah. That okay. it was Good. it was a little scary because it was thirteen. They uh dribbled out the clock the shot clock but there was still seven seconds left on the game clock mm-hmm. i was like this is gonna suck if they just stand there and the celtics go in and take a layup and make it 11 but they didn't the celtics dribbled it out as well good sportsmanship helped me win my wager congrats to uh to betters all across the world thank you with that development we're gonna get out of here now yeah let's do it um we will uh so like i said on Wednesday, we are watching practice uh, from OTAs. Hopefully Thursday, we will record um, another podcast. TBD on the guest and whether or not we record on Locker Room or traditionally where it would just come out on Friday. But either way, there, there will be a pod on the feed on Friday. And uh, hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, you had the best weekend, though. I had a really good weekend. I don't want to put myself above everybody else, Um, but it's, I had a very excellent weekend. I appreciate the kind words. Um, Even though I'm not all that removed from 48, according to you, Mm. which is fine. But Um, you look great. (laughs) I look great for 48. Thank you. Um, But yeah, we'll talk to you guys later in the week and uh, appreciate everybody hanging out on locker room. Subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcast. Candlestick Chronicles, Blue Wire Network. Uh, shout out to everybody who who's joining us and supporting the pod. We we greatly appreciate it, and we'll talk to you guys later. Our son's up ten after a floater in the lane by campaign. Campaign, kind of a nice resurgent little story there in Phoenix, huh? Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, we're out. See you guys. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.